try something. With all eyes closed, let's go back and forth. Here you go. Go, 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 go. Y'all can open up your eyes. Give it up for Chris. Chris has no idea right now, but I'm going to put him on the spot. Would you like to dance for us? He got some moves, so he can still do it. How many y'all think? How many y'all think Chris can still dance with boots on? Shout it out. Here we go. 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 Y'all can have a seat. Thank you for so much for coming here. Elevate every Friday at 7:30. We just want to get you some quick announcements, and we're gonna get started with worship and then the word. Y'all like that? So quickly, next Tuesdays we are meeting here at the church at six o'clock. Somebody say six o'clock, and we are going to the beach. All right. This past Tuesday we were there. We went to Montrose Beach, but it was packed. I'm sorry. North Avenue, but it was packed. We're going to Montrose Beach every single week, weather permitting, okay? And there's some cool things we're talking about, maybe going to the movies. So you have to come in order to find out what we're doing. Tuesdays, 6 p.m., here at the church. When we go out, we give you a ride, okay? Capiche? Amen. And this coming Friday, somebody say next Friday. Next Friday. Next week, we are having a barbecue night here at the church. Come here at 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock right here. We're going to be outside. We're going to put the speakers out there. It's going to sound awesome. We're going to have free food. And if there would be four or three students that would like to bring dessert, that's going to be up to you. But if you would like to do that, that may well bring something. We're going to have you sign up in the back where my man Hector is at. Hector, wave your hand. My man Hector over there. So we're going to have you sign somewhere back there if you want to bring something. Cookies, brownies, whatever it is. So next week, all you have to do is just come. Okay? How much is it? It's free. F-R-E-E, -E, free. Guess what? You're getting food. Afterwards, we're going to have a time of worship, fellowship, hangout, possibly water balloons. So if you come, just to give you an idea of how to dress, don't come in a tux, don't come in a suit, come comfortable, clothes you might want to get dirty, get wet. You never know what we'll do. So it's going to be next week at 6 o'clock. Next week. Somebody say next week. Six o'clock. So bring a friend. If you guys want to bring something, again, my man Hector's in the back after service. We're going to have you sign up back there, amen? Next slide for me, please. What we got going on? What we got going on? There it is. Time's enough. Y'all can stand to your feet for me, please. That was pretty quick. It's really quick. I'm just going to remind you once more. Tuesdays, we're meeting here at 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock, and we're going out to Macho's Beach, having a good time volleyball. Uh, football, uh, running in the beach, playing tag, whatever you can think about that's fun in the beach, we're doing it, okay? Yes, <laughs> we're going to dump you in the sand. And then next Friday, we are having our barbecue night, so come on out, it's free, you don't have to worry about bringing anything, unless you like to bring some dessert. Ties and offering, we do it every Friday, and this is where we give unto the Lord. I just want to make one thing clear. How many of you guys know that angels don't pay the light bills? Y'all aware of that, right? It's not the angel Gabriel comes down and flies and gives us a check of $10,000. Here you go. How many of you guys know that it's the church? Look to your neighbor and said, you're the church. Go ahead, touch them. See if they're awake. Touch them. Go ahead, poke them in their shoulder if it's appropriate. 
You are the church, okay? When we give to the church because the Bible talks about it, someone say it's good. It's good to give to the church. Tithe is 10% of your total income. So if you made $20, it's $2. And the offering is whatever you give to God after your tithe, amen? Give it up for Hector as he comes on back. I'm just dropping your name on Hector this, Hector that. So we got a little example for you guys to understand what a tithe is. $610, 10% of that is... 61 cents? No, who says 61 cents? What is cheapskate guys? 61 cents? No, no, no. $61. That's how you do the math, alright? So if we want to pray, we want to say this verse, and we're going to come up for worship. Y'all ready for this? Oh, let's do it. Who said no? Who said no? Hallelujah. Y'all can bow your heads, close your eyes. Let's, you know what? Let's read this first before we do that. So... Pick up your heads, open up your eyes. Here we go. Acts 20, 35, and repeat after me in a nice, loud voice. Here we go. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now you guys can close your eyes and bow your heads. Amen. We're going to pray and just invite the Lord for what we're going to do tonight and everything that we do. Uh, Holy Spirit, you are here and we're thankful, God, that you have blessed us monetarily you've given us possessions you've given us things god just blessings in different ways god and we pray right now god that you would bless bless every uh student here god that they can be a blessing unto your church uh god we pray from right now from this moment as i'm talking to the rest of this service to the word to the worship to the fellowship afterwards god that your holy spirit would come in power that your holy spirit would come upon us that you would open up our ears, God. You would open up our minds to receive your word. The Bible says, who knows the mind of God but the spirit of God. And we ask that your spirit would teach us more about Jesus. It's what we want. It's our desire in this place. And we ask, God, from this on out, that you would have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Someone said amen. Come on, Come on up because you're giving. As you're up here, stay up here because we're about to get ready for worship. Here we go. Mic test, one, two, one, two. There we go. A little bit louder for me, please. Y'all ready for this? Amen. Let's start with the Holy Ghost stick up. Y'all know what it is. Holy Ghost stick up. Stick your hands up in the air. It's as if someone put a gun in you and says, stick them up. We surrender unto God. Here we go. Y'all can put your hands down. We're going to read the house rules first. <laughs> then we stick them up. Number one, once you're here, you are. Number two, no fighting, cursing, threatening, or gang affiliation, or the. Number three, no talking while somebody's on the. Number four, shut off all cell phones. Shut them off unless Jesus is calling. You better put it on vibrate, silent, or turn it off. Turn it off. Number five. No PDA, the six intro, no public display of affection, and number seven, number six rather. Respect the leaders and each other. Lawrence's hair was in the way. And number seven, our favorite one. 
Here we go, number seven. Y'all say that loud on count of three. One, two, three. Every person, every place, come on. I'm gonna sing this song out. I'm chosen. Cause I am chosen and I am free. I am living for eternity. Free now forever. You pick me up, turn me around. You set my feet, I saw the ground. Yours now forever. Who singeth nothing? Can nothing's gonna hold me back. Can nothing's gonna hold me back. Can nothing's gonna hold me back. Go see my chains. My chains fill up my heart with fear. I'm alive to live for you. I'm alive to live for you. It's amazing love, how can it be?
Come on, do you think Jesus is worth your time? Come on, how many of y'all think Jesus is worth your time? Oh, come on. If he's worth your time, you're definitely worth his. Yeah. 
And we're deciding right now we're going to meet with the Lord. Come on. We just surrender right now. Surrender it all. Come on, surrender your plans. Would you surrender your life? Oh, surrender it all to Jesus.
just asking, Lord, reveal yourself to me. Lord, reveal yourself to me. Come on. You don't want to miss out on what he has for you today. Come on, if you're waiting for the goosebumps, if you're waiting for the feelings to know that he's here, the Bible says where two or three are gathered, he is here. Come on, we believe right now in faith that he's moving upon and if you want it, if you want another dose, if you want more of God than what you've had before, if you want the fire of God, not dry religion, would you just surrender right now and just lift your hands right now before we close out. Just come on, in 30 seconds, tell him, God, change my heart to yours. Come on, change my heart to yours, God. Let it not be the same. Let it not be the same. Let me not come back and say, I know what you do now. But God, I want your spirit to move upon my life. Come on. 21 seconds. Come on, tell them. Lord, something new. Something new in this place. Come on, 51 seconds. Go. Time. I want more fresh fire. 10 more seconds. Fresh fire from heaven, Lord. something in this place. says that this is the bread of life. It's life for us. When we break bread, we break it open. Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you today. Oh, man, our times of prayer. Uh, we're a church that believes in prayer. We meet here, everyone, whoever can get here at 6 o'clock, and we just get from 6 to 6.30, and we pray. Man, today I had everybody just pray the promises of God. And you learn things like, man, God has some promises for us. And we go through our life, we go throughout our Christianity not knowing these promises. I spent the greater part of 18 years of my life in church not understanding the promises of God. And when you can understand them and when you learn how to pray them, I mean, you got some things coming your way. I'm not talking about like God being a genie, you rub it, you get a new Lamborghini, you wake up, oh my gosh, a Lamborghini, that's not how it works. But the blessings of God, His promises are incomparable, you can't trade in money, there's nothing like it. And the Bible says that, the Bible says the blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, Psalms 44. So you're blessed if you trust in God, and that's actually what I want to talk to you today 
I want to talk to you today uh, about the power of forgiveness. So if you're writing this down, taking notes, the title is The Power of Forgiveness. And a reason why I'm bringing this up because I see it within youth, not just here, but I see it within people in general, but the sense of hopelessness. Um, and, and everybody's searching for an answer. Everybody wants an answer. Someone, everybody's looking for a greater, uh, a greater being. And everybody wants to call it. There's this new age belief, spirits, energy. If you go out there, some of the people, what they're learning in, in high schools is uh, a lot of the uh, um, evolution. And we came from monkeys, and everybody just does their own thing, and you know, and it's the greater good, things like that. But when we come to God, everything is laid out before us, right? that book called the Bible. I like to call it the owner's manual. When you read it and you look throughout scriptures, God is unfolding who he is and he's describing to us a people, a created being, who he is so that we can know him here on this earth. Amen. Amen. And when we come to God, there's this sense of hope. There's not a sense of hopelessness. If you're here today in the church and if you're here with a relationship with God and you're feeling hopelessness, I want you to get plugged back into the God of the Bible. And I kind of want to talk to you a little bit today about forgiveness. Someone say forgiveness. Forgiveness. When we come to God, the only way you can come to God is through repentance. Okay, that word means to turn away from your sins. I used to think that, man, repentance is okay. I can do whatever I want. I remember in eighth grade when the teacher said, all you got to do is repent and you, you, God takes you in. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I can do anything I want God takes me back in. So I started thinking at that point in time, like, if I were to do something bad, God will take me back. But then at that point in time, my mind was going off and going off like, man, what happens if I want to do this and I know it's bad, God's going to take me back. Because that's his Bible. And so I started taking advantage of that word called grace. Right? God gives us grace and mercy so that when we make mistakes, we can come back. Right? The example is like this. Uh, this past Saturday, actually, there was a man who crossed the Niagara Falls from uh, the States to Canada on a line, on a cord, about that big. I don't know if you saw it was live on ABC, but he had this huge pull in step-by-step. I mean, it was amazing what he was doing. I mean, it was a beautiful sight, the way they were showing Niagara Falls. But the thing about it, there was a fog and there was rain. There was like a cloud that was surrounding him so that every step was wet. You can see on his, on his, on his body, there was condensation. It was wet. And he could have felt right down. Obviously, he had some safety. But from the tip to the tip, he's walking over this thing. And it's not an illusion, it's not something that's made up, and it's just like, oh my gosh. Now the example is this, have you ever been to a circus? I've been when I was like eight years old. The person who does that, right, when they fall, they have a safety net. So think about this, grace, God gives us grace, that when we make mistakes, right, and we fall off that line, there's a safety net that'll catch us, and that's called grace. Now, when we walk and we love God, the Bible says to keep His commands and stop sinning, stop looking at pornography, stop swearing, stop uh, uh, envying, stop having selfish ambitions, stop having anger, things that we, you know, we have. Just think about it. Sin in your life, whatever it is, that. Stop having that, right? And if we do it deliberately, it's like we're falling off into that net. And the Bible says that you cannot mock God, you cannot outsmart God. And so what that means is that if you try to take advantage of grace, like God's going to accept me, all I got to do is say, sorry God, and I'm cool with God. That, that does not work. Amen. And I want to talk to you today about forgiveness, because if you can understand this in your heart, I'm telling you, you'll walk in such an authority in who you are in Christ. 
not looking back, and not doubting, am I saved? The funny thing is, when I started coming to youth group, everybody was getting saved every week, again and again. I said, what in the world? I thought you were saved. I got to get saved again. What happened? Well, I did this and I did this. No, you just got to repent from that. But you're already saved. It's funny, growing up, not everybody had the concept of what it means to be saved, to repent, when you backslide. And I want to kind of like give you an outline and give you a definition. This is going to be for everybody here, whether it's your first time or you've been here, you're one of our leaders. The power of forgiveness. If you can open your Bibles to John chapter 20. It's in the New Testament. The book of John, chapter 20. And when you get there, just put your finger in there and hold it. And we're going to read that just a little bit. But before I start, I start reading the scripture. I found myself this week praying and asking God for forgiveness. I don't know if you guys have ever done that before. Where you pray to God and say, Lord, forgive me. Right? Of a situation that have happened. Right? And um, you know, it came to mind of, of, of sometimes when, when you leave a place of prayer and then you wonder if God heard you or whether you are forgiven. Okay? I don't know if you've ever had a close relationship with somebody, right? Just think about somebody that you're close with right now, whether you might have gotten an argument and you try to make attempts to say sorry or try to ask for forgiveness and whether or not that communication is working or not, and you just don't know what's going on. They're not saying anything, you're not saying anything, so there's just this weirdness, you don't know what's going on. You know, it's kind of like a parallel in our relationship with God. When we make a mistake, when, we, when we're saved and we're loving God and we're keeping his commands, right? We're not swearing, we're not taking his name in vain. We're not lusting after the opposite sex or the same sex, right? We're keeping his commands, we're walking with God and we, when we make a mistake, we sin and we repent. And we, sometimes we come into that place of prayer and we say, God, forgive me of my sins. And then we walk out just like, man, I don't know if I've been forgiven. Has that ever happened to anybody? When you leave a place of prayer, just I just don't know if he forgives me now. I want to get to, let's open up the Bible to John chapter 20, verses 19 through 20. When you're there, say I'm there. John 20, 19 to 20 says this. On the evening on that, of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands inside. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Really quick, what happened? You're reading towards the end of the chapter. Jesus had died on the cross and he rose again. Now he's coming to his disciples. The disciples are waiting. If you remember the story of Jesus, Jesus was persecuted by the Jewish people, by the Jewish uh uh, Sanhedrin by the people who were the religious people in charge of the temple and things like that and so Jesus was put to death by these guys and so here are the disciples waiting in a house and they have the doors locked for fear that the same people who accused Jesus are going to come in there and find them and have them killed and so they're waiting and the Bible says that Jesus came and stood among them and said peace be with you the Bible doesn't say Jesus opened the door, so Jesus just goes into the room, transforms like a ghost walking right through a wall. Or just, we don't know how it is, but you can just think about it. He just appeared right in the room, and he said, peace be with you. Why does he say that? Because if you're just chilling, and then you see Jesus just transform into the room, like, oh my gosh, peace, calm down. Stay cool, it's me, it's me, right? So he's saying, peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and his sides. And his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. 
So Jesus appears to them in the flesh and he shows them the nail-pierced hands. He shows them the side when they pierced his side to see if he was dead. It's amazing. Let's keep on reading from 24 to 29. Amen. Now Thomas, John 20, verse 24 says this. Now Thomas called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told them, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said, Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God, Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed me. I'm sorry, let me read that once more. Let's go back to reach. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus, said, then Jesus told him, rather, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Amen. I want to talk to you today about the place of limbo. Being in the place where you don't know if you've been forgiven. And I'm going to use this example of Thomas to understand, trying to give you paint the picture. Okay? Now, when we pray and ask God for forgiveness, sometimes we wait for the sensory. Sometimes we wait for an experience. Right? And so we're caught in this place. After we're done praying, like, man, I messed up. Like, man, I just cussed out my friend. Like, man, I just looked at pornography. Like, man, I just, like, backslid and I was gossiping. I was about such. I ran away from home. I did this. I got in a fight with, like, I just messed up. And then we come to the place of prayer and we pray. The Bible says to repent. That word means to turn away from sin. Not to just come and say you're sorry, but say, God, I'm not going to do that again. Say sorry and turn away from it. You're not doing it again. And sometimes when we come to that place and we're like, man, of true repentance, God, forgive me of my sin. And then we leave, we just go walk out. We're like, man, I don't know what happened. I don't know if he forgives me. You're wondering if you've been forgiven of sins. Amen. And this example in the book of John, chapter 20, with Thomas. Thomas, the way he said it when, when Jesus came to the disciples the first time, he was not there. The second time around, the disciples came and told him, listen, Jesus came to us. He appeared to us. And he said, unless I put my hands through his hands and through his side, I will not believe. Now, that may seem like a noble attitude that Thomas had. Like, I want the experience myself. You guys saw him. You guys saw Jesus. You felt it. I want to have that. That may seem like a noble cause. That may seem like a noble attitude, the right thing to have. Like, man, you know what? He wants the real deal. He wants it. But in the chapter, in the verses, Jesus rebukes Thomas and says, stop doubting, but believe. So many times, if you draw parallels to when we come to God in prayer and ask for forgiveness... We rely solely on the experience. We rely solely on the senses of feeling like we've been forgiven and then not believing and taking God in his word. So instead of walking and operating out of faith, we're trying to operate on what we feel. Hello? 
And so many of the times when we come to a place of prayer where it should be of faith because you're praying to God who you do not see, but you close your eyes, you believe he's in heaven, and you wait for something to feel it with your senses, your senses, which you can see, which you can touch, which you can smell, which you can hear, and which you can feel. And we expect to feel something. We walk out of places sometimes very disappointed because nothing happened. We're like, man, God, God must not have forgiven me. Instead of taking God at his word, and Jesus calls it, stop doubting. It's rather unbelief. I want to talk to you today about taking God at his word. When he says you've been forgiven. So many times in this place of forgiveness, and I see it amongst youth all the time, when they come up and when you enter discipleship, maybe I'm talking to my disciples. But when you come to a place that you've been doing church and you've been trying and you've been giving it everything you got and it doesn't seem to work. Like church is not cut off from me. You'll hear people say that a lot. Or you'll hear people come out, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. I don't know what's happened. It's because you've relied solely on the experiences of the of, of feeling and the sensory than rather believing and walking in faith. Not to say that those things are bad. It says you can't solely rely on your experience. On just what you feel. What's that? Is if you come to a genuine place of saying, God, I'm sorry, I repent for my sins, and you walk out and you don't feel. You know what happens? You leave yourself open to demonic harassment. I'll say that again. When you come to a place of prayer, you ask God for forgiveness and walk out, but yet leaving a place saying, man, I didn't feel God, I don't know what's happening, and you in your mind have let yourself down, like, man, I'm not forgiven. You leave yourself open to demonic harassment. I want you to flip your Bibles um, to James chapter 3. James chapter 3. And keep your finger there when you get there. James chapter 3, verses 14 to 15. Are you there? Here it is. It says this, But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly and unspiritual. In other versions, sensual and of the devil, demonic. I'll read it once more. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and of the devil. Other versions say earthly, sensual, and demonic. See, James comes down here and says, listen, that mindset of just wanting to experience things with the senses, he places that in the same category as earthly and demonic. And many of the times when we come to God and we say, God, forgive me of my sins, yet we don't believe it and solely rely on the senses of what we feel and experience, we leave ourselves open to demonic harassment. Not saying you're possessed by the devil, but so many times the devil comes and he sees that, like, man, you're putting your, you're not forgiving, you can't do this. After we just finished praying and saying, God, I really, I'm sorry, I forgive you of my sins. And we mean it. And then we walk out and say, man, what's going on? And many of the times, our hearts and our minds have accepted that. And that's why we feel like, man, there's no breakthrough. When I pray to God, like, I don't feel like nothing's happening. It's just me saying words. We feel like we're the same. 
Right, the next day comes after you're finished praying, maybe you're coming to elevate, and you come right to these altars, and you're saying, God, forgive me, and you mean it. There's been some things, some struggles going on in your life, and you've come to the Lord and said, Lord, I'm placing my burden, I'm placing my sin at these altars. I forgive me of my sins. I confess you as Lord and Savior. And then you leave, you wake up the next morning feeling the same, like, what has happened? That's because that your mind has accepted, listen, your mind has accepted that because you haven't felt it in the senses that you're not forgiven. And so you wake up every single day looking for something like, man, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? Because your mind has to look for something to, to explain the reason why you feel. I don't feel forgiven. Like, what am I doing wrong? So you're searching, you're searching. But you've come to a place where it's like, God, I've, I've repented from my sins. God, I've said I'm sorry. And you're going to find that's going to be one of the biggest things in your walk with God, that the enemy would come and come and speak it into your ear. God doesn't love you. God's not on your side. You keep on doing this. You keep on doing this. And he'll point you out. And he'll call you out. And it's like, man. And I've seen so many people. And I've actually talked to them. Like, man, what's happened? I don't see you at church anymore. What's going on? They used to be on fire. I used to love God. I used to be up here at the front singing, running around with me. What's happening? Man, dude, I messed up. I'm like, man, I, it's, your mate, you messed, it's okay you messed up. You can come back. There's forgiveness. There's repentance. Yeah, man, I tried that, but I don't feel like he's, he's forgiven me. He won't forgive you, man. And they get to this place where now their mind says, like, well, I, I didn't feel it. And so many times we rely solely upon the experience. And that's why we're stuck in this place of limbo. Like, I don't know if I've been forgiven. Now, Jesus said, let's go back to John chapter 20. Amen. John chapter 20, verses 29, 20, 24, 29, closer to the end. Jesus told him, stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. I'm telling you today, if you're coming to a place like, man, I want more of God. And I'm talking about a specific person. Like you've prayed, you've prayed, and you've prayed, and nothing happens. Specifically dealing with forgiveness. Like, man, I've, I've done this before, Adam. Like, I haven't done this at this church, but man, I've said sorry for so many things, and I don't feel God saying He forgives me. Like, I feel guilty. It's because you're not understanding that there's forgiveness. You're not understanding the mercy of God, yet when you don't deserve it, He freely gives it to you. And you not accepting that as your identity, He tells you, man, stop doubting and believe. Stop doubting and believe. I know I'm talking to somebody in this place. Whether you've experienced it now, whether you leave here, you do something, and then you come to God, forgive me. You're 10 minutes later, man, I don't think this is working. Like you're trying to rub on the magic lamp. Like, God, man, I said forgiveness. I want one forgiveness. Just come on. And it's not happening. My friends, it's not that there's not a God. It's not that, that God doesn't want to forgive you. He wants to forgive you. It's that you have to receive it by faith. And everything that you'll do, it'd be by faith. Why did God make a life all about faith? It's because He gets the glory. It's because you have to trust Him. If I told you right now, listen, when you die, you're going to be in a place where the streets are made of gold. What? A streets are made of gold where the king, he's the king of kings, he spoke and created everything. And I told you that, like, I want to see him now. You can't see him. Okay, give me proof. 
Here's the Bible. Okay, you got to give me more. That's all I can give you right now. You're going to have to believe in your heart that Jesus is God. That's faith. Amen? Especially coming to the place of forgiveness. Everyone in this room right now, right this very moment, has sinned. Or has sinned. And you know who you are. But the question is not if you have sinned. It doesn't take a genius. It doesn't take a very smart person to find dirt in people's lives. Hello? You go to anybody's life, there's sin in their life. But I'm asking you today, have you come to the one who can make you clean? And are you believing it? And are you holding on to it? And are you moving forward? Mm. Amen? Amen? I'm telling you, the same way you receive forgiveness, the same way you receive your blessing. And this, this, uh, this evening we were praying for the promises of God. The Bible says, Jesus said rather, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed. Somebody say Blessed. Blessed. Blessed are those who have not seen me, yet have believed. Do me a favor, can you stand to your feet for me, please? Blessed are those who have not seen me, but yet have believed. Everything that you'll have, that you'll get from the Lord is going to be by faith. What am I saying right now? So many times when we come into the house of God, we serve an almighty God. Sometimes we can let ourselves down because we have this idea of what God is going to do. And if God doesn't fulfill your tiny, your small idea, then somehow God does not exist. Then somehow God's promises that his word is not valid to you. What's the difference between someone like a Devin and someone on the street who can come up today and say, man, I believe the word of God. I want to be forgiven of my sins. It's faith. And believe in it. And I'm coming up and saying, I didn't ask you if you have goosebumps. I'm asking you, would you take a step of faith? And that's what it's going to take for some people in this place. And I want to leave some time for prayer because I really do feel, you know, I've struggled with this as well. Coming up to God and praying, God, forgive me of my sins. And then walking away and saying, I'm not sure if I've been forgiven. And then the devil has you in the circle, in this loop, in this loop, in this loop. And you don't even know if you're saved. And you're coming to church. And you're a leader. And you're playing piano. Or you're doing this. Or you're serving coffee. Whatever you're doing. Well, you're not saved. And you come out like, I don't know if I'm saved. And you will talk to you. What's going on? I don't think I'm saved. You've been saved for like four years. What do you mean you don't think? I just don't think. I did something. Okay, yeah, that's bad. Did you repent? I genuinely repented. I don't think he's forgiven me. That's a lie from the devil. I'm, I'm dead serious. That's as funny as that. that is a lie from the devil. And so many times and every day we're throwing lies. And the devil wants to see if he'll bite on it. There's no truth to what he has. When you believe the lie, you empower the liar. Hmm. Hello? Good. See, he has no power over you. What he says, those lies, they don't mean anything. When you believe the lie, you empower the liar. That's good. Who are you believing today? God? Are you going to allow him to have the power and control over your life? Let's close our eyes. Bow our heads. But just no music, just us right now, just you next to your neighbor with all eyes closed in this place. Are you here today struggling and believing in there is a God or maybe like you've been forgiven or sin or how good could it be that there's a God who wants to forgive me 
that sent his one and only son, Jesus, so that he could forgive me, but you're not receiving forgiveness. Maybe there's some addictions in your life that you've been praying for that you seem that you can't shake. Maybe there's some things, some things you might have said, some things in the past that have happened that you haven't forgiven, or maybe you feel like you haven't been forgiven. I want you right now just take some time to reflect. This is not going to be all a goosey, a, a teary-eyed experience. I want you right now to believe. Use your mind right now. Think. Are you in a right relationship with the Lord? If you're not, there's great news for you today. You can be in a right relationship with God. It doesn't take someone coming up on the mic and singing five songs and then a slow song and then calling you up and saying something. You know what it's going to take right now? But it's going to take everything within you. It's going to take you to believe God and take Him at His word and not believe the lies of the enemy. See, we're not going to do it loud music. Sometimes we can rely on the music to build up the senses, to make us a little bit more emotional. Like a slow song right now playing, a Kim Walker, it was like, yeah, that's it. Now I feel forgiven. And you walk out of this place, what happened? I'll tell you what happened. It was the music. The music stopped playing. But are you believing in His Word? Are you walking in faith? Are you receiving these things? And in the same token, are you receiving the blessings of the Lord? That when he says you are blessed and when he says that you know him and you are in a right relationship with him, they're coming your way. There's two people in this place, one that needs to accept the forgiveness of the Lord, come back to God, repent and just receive it. There's another person today that men have been living for God and say, I want the blessings of the Lord. In that same way, I have to believe it. I want it. I want the promises of God. We prayed for that earlier. That's what we're going to do. No music, no loud music, not to be emotional, not to hide behind what's going on. But right now, within your own heart, I want you to pray to yourself. Right where you're at, I want you to pray to yourself. If you're that first person where you say, I need to receive this forgiveness, I've stopped believing the lies of the devil, I've been forgiven, I hold on to it, that is who I am. It is not a noble attitude where you want the experience until I have that experience, the goosebumps where I can feel that I've been forgiven. That's unbelief, and God's calling your number today. He wants you to believe in Him. If you're here in this place, and maybe you've never heard the message of Jesus Christ, or maybe the message of God, and this is the first time you're hearing something about this to that extent, and you're saying, man, I'm hearing good things about this God. I don't know much, but I want to know Him more. I want to know what he's like. I want to accept him into my life. If that's you, we want to pray for you. Before we leave, we want to make sure we pray for you. But so that we can know we need to pray for you, would you slip up your hand right now? If that's you saying, man, I want to accept Jesus into my life and be forgiven of my sins, would you slip up your hand? Amen. Hands going up. Amen. Just so that we don't we don't leave and you guys, we want to pray for you. And we, we're a church that believes in prayer. And God is moving now. Don't get lost. Don't get distracted by your neighbor. Don't get tired. He's here. He's moving. Between you and the Lord. Between you and God right now. Amen. Now, for those who say, man, I love God. I mean, I, I, I keep His commands. I'm loving Him. 
and you just want the blessing of the Lord, the promises, it's okay to pray for blessings, y'all. If that's you in this place, or if you want the blessings, even if you just came and you got right with us, like, God, I want your blessing. Come on, would you just pray for them? If you don't know what to say, all you can say is this, Lord, I pray for your blessing. Something simple like that. I pray for your blessing in my life. I pray for your promises, God. You got your plans to prosper me and not to harm me. I pray those through in Jesus' name. Come on, as I pray out loud, I want you to pray to yourself. Man, I'm going to close out this time. And if you have raised your hand, we're not in a rush. We're ending a little early, but we are not in a rush. We want to pray for you. Amen. Father, we thank you for every person in this place. We thank you for your Holy Spirit who is in this room at this very moment. You're tugging on our hearts. You're convicting our hearts. You're giving us forgiveness. You're making us aware of what we already have in you. And I pray, God, right now that the blindfolds that the enemy has tried to put in their lives, the lies that he's trying to throw at them, that they'll never live for you, that they'll never get it right, that they'll keep on making mistakes, that they've not been forgiven. This guilt, this sense of guilt, I come against it in Jesus' name. We break down those lies. We expose them right now in Jesus' name. And God, we pray that you, by your Holy Spirit, you send right now your truth into their hearts. You send your promises, Lord. You send forgiveness their way, Father. And God, I pray that you would build up their faith. That God, they'll be challenged in their faith. Even when they're the only ones living it out, probably the only ones in their home. Father, I pray that you would give them strength to believe it. To walk it out and not give up. Father, let this week be a week of testing. God, where they'll go out and their faith will be tested. But Father, you say when our faith is tested, then it can be proved as worth as gold. Father, produce perseverance in us so that we can make it last and not get tired and give up. We pray this, God. You would do it in every person in this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come give it up for the Lord, y'all. Come give my hand up for those. Just really quickly. I want you to say one thing to your neighbor. Say one positive, one good thing to them. Like, man, I like the way your hair looks today. But mean it. Be genuine about it. Don't be fake. Okay? And listen, if you raised your hand, you know who you are. I'm going to have Chris and Monique stand up in the front. And if you want prayer, they're going to be up here to pray with you guys. And if there's more people who want to pray, if you raise your hand, find Find a girl, girl with girl, guys with guys. But we are dismissed. We love you guys. Don't forget, next week, we have our barbecue this Tuesday. We are having... <laughs> Amen. Next Friday at 6 p.m., bring a friend. This Tuesday, we're going to the beach. If you raise your hand, please come on up.